I couldn't even begin to explain to Lisa that John and I had turned a corner this day, and I was now not just his little girl, but also his toy. I had been more or less putty in my New Jersey man's hand since the minute I met him, and that had first been not even in person, but over chat. I had progressed to let John take my body in any number of ways when we finally met, least of which was to spank me good and hard, and have me love it more than I could have ever imagined. Then I had succumbed to John's naughty idea of being his little girl, of acting and talking like a teenager for him, something I had never done in all my years of rather kinky practices. When I returned home, a suitcase full of perverse sexual memories to last me a good long masturbatory time, the handsome man continued to tease and taunt me, making me spank myself for his delight, something else I never dreamed of doing. Yes, I had played around with some kinky fun in my sex life, even talked about more than I ever really managed to get to, had curried favor with women more than men at a certain part of my life, but I had never thought myself a true kinkster. Sure, I was open to mostly anything a lover could throw my way, had downloaded enough clips-for-sale movies, and knew a lot of alternately-minded peeps, but I hadn't really walked the BDSM side of the street. In fact, I didn't even consider that what John and I were into presently would be considered BDSM. Sure, it was kinky, but hardcore? I guess it is all a matter of perspective. In the end, one woman's poison is another man's candle wax dripping on your nipples, and all that. But what John and I had, were delving into even deeper, seemed of a much higher order of intimacy. Or maybe I was kidding myself it was, since I was turned on so much and wanted more of it. I had had sex with my best friend and seduced another because of John, dressed for him and sent pictures, continued to talk my talk and walk the walk of a truly submissive plaything ever since leaving the East Coast. Somewhere in that heady mix that was our bi-coastal intrigue, John got me to come without touching myself. Fucking necromancer that he was. Now I was offering what I felt was the only logical progression to the sweet mess we had created. To be John's thing, his possession, his toy. I had convinced him it felt like the next logical, albeit scary, step, and he had agreed during the tenth email back and forth. As with all things with John, he needed to know these tickling hot thoughts I had were something I was ready to make reality, not just the ramblings of a highly sexual California girl on a Saturday morning who hadn't felt her puss-puss squirt in a week. I was unhinged just that very morning when John finally wrote, Okay, from here on in, you are my toy to do whatever I want with, and you have absolutely no say in the matter. John had called me after sending that email, and I had picked up the phone weeping deeper than I had since maybe Paul and I divorced. I was so overcome when John told me to touch my pussy, allowing me to come, finally. I almost couldn't bring myself to. I did, of course. Sitting there in the bar across from Lisa then, her kind, wide face set to that slightly blushed cast she gets when she is concerned. I couldn't begin to spill the beans to what had transpired just that morning and how I felt more relaxed and comfortable than I had been in years. In the very short time I had known John, 
a transformation had taken place in my mind. I had passed through and beyond all because of my sexual desire, a desire that now defined me as much as me traipsing around the world of bisexuality had before my marriage, as much as being a dutiful and faithful wife had defined me when I was, and as much as my slightly wanton dominus did after.